Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. It's going to be a short one today. Uh, last week we did a lot of Game of the Year podcast recording, over seven hours worth. So that'll be up on the site pretty soon. However, we are going to be doing something short for this time, especially because next weekend is going to be uh, you know Christmas for a lot of us otherwise other holidays that we're celebrating and so i'm just joined here today with josh torres hello it's 2016 is winding down we're almost there yes absolutely it's going to be kind of hard to know if we're all going to be able to do another recording even after christmas with the new year showing up but we'll try to get something going for that uh for the last yeah, this, uh, this part of the year is always kind of a little quiet it's not, that's all right yeah 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 I, I do want to do one before the end of the year mm-hmm. just because that'll be december 31st actually i think on the button when that like right on the day yeah the, the this is a weird year because it's like the that saturday is december 31st so you're just starting off the the new year right on the sunday yeah you know what annoys me is that my so my work uh we get off of course the monday following christmas just because that's kind of how things work we are not getting january 2nd off which is oh that's... what a bummer <laughs> it's weird how like hearing that because how my work is uh, for Christmas we have that Friday and Monday off for the, the following weekend as of this recording for Christmas we have the Monday off after New Year's but I was talking with another uh, friend of mine and how they had it was uh, they're both they're getting both a Friday and Monday of both Christmas and New Year's off but in exchange they didn't have Black Friday off oh, which were wow. had Black Friday on our end yeah because she she works as like a, a as like part of a company that sells watches and other um, uh, sort of products. And then they're like at the back end of it. So they had to make sure that like all the deals went up uh, and there's no like glitches or anything in the system in the online retail so, uh, part where sector where she works. Yeah. Makes me kind of wish I worked in like in the banks because you got so many holidays. I know Aaron works, uh, works at a bank and she just keeps talking about like all the different holidays that she gets off. And I'm just thinking, you know, I probably get what, like four or five holidays off for the entire year, which would be, let me think about it. It's, uh, it's not MLK. I'm pretty sure I, I, I think I still have to work MLK. Uh, maybe actually, maybe I do, maybe I do get that day off, but I know it's new year's, Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, new year's, no, sorry, no, no years. Uh, Independence Day, M- Memorial Day, and Labor Day. So that's I don't think I think I only get like six days uh, for that. It, my previous workplace was weird because I used to work at a restaurant, and uh, the only holiday they had for sure was Thanksgiving. That's it. Not even Christmas. Uh, not even. I, I remember working at a at a Christmas Eve at that place. I think I think they were open half the day for Christmas. Do you get like? Overtime pay or anything like they, that? Yeah, they, they, they do get the yeah, overtime pay. I would hope so. Yeah, during it. But. I would assume that working actually on that day, you have to. Uh, but that's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, in any case, yes, uh, we're going to be doing this. But once again, we'll have a lot of uh, podcasts for you guys uh, this upcoming weekend up until the – I mean – as much as seven hours you guys can get through, but it's it was an amazing discussion. Uh, a lot of yelling, a lot of arguments, a lot of debate. Um, but I it was think great that, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was really it was really good though. Like it this this was a more competitive year than we most of us thought. Absolutely, I think that what we thought was 2016 was kind of a, a slower year compared to 2015, and especially. Uh, when we think about 2017, the amount of games that we'll be seeing. But um, for what it's worth, I think that we are very proud of the picks that we had. I think everyone was, mm-hmm. at least for the most part, pretty satisfied with the winners of each category. And so we'll have all that up, especially we'll have um, 
articles on the site as well as videos just like last year um you know if you want to go check that out on the site uh from last year's it's just you know just go for rpg site awards 2015 just do a search for that you'll be able to find that on the site no problem uh but in any case let's get on to what we are here to do on our podcast and that is discuss all the information that's been happening since our past one it's been a few weeks but um we kind of touched a little bit on that last time i think you guys were talking about final fantasy 15 and so right Mm -hmm. now we've got something else to look at but first, as always, we like to talk about the games that we've been playing. And so, Josh, talk to me a little bit about... God, you always bring non-RPGs <laughs> to the discussions. First thing you've got here is pinball. What, what do you mean uh, pinball? So I always have this weird like habit at the end of the year where I like to just pick a game or something that like I don't really play as often as I'd like to. And I found... A, I fell back into pinball really hard through the pinball arcade. I've had it... Sitting here, I remember I got the the first season of it through a Humble Bundle or something, so I'm kind of anticipating the Steam sale now this coming week uh, to get more of the season ta- uh, the seasons for it to have more tables in it. There's just it there's I grew up on pinball pinball in the arcades. If I wasn't playing on a fighting game, I was on pinball uh, at arcades, and just the way that that game continues to like you know really snatch up really good great licenses like Adam's Family, Terminator Two. And not just like the classics, right? Yeah. And just the, I'm always very impressed by how accurately they depict, you know, pinball physics, the sound effects, and just all the assets in it. It's made me just now that I've all like you know grown up a bit since I last played pinball at an arcade. uh, I just have a greater appreciation for it. Like my dad was always big into it, but I wasn't. I I never knew exactly why. And now that I'm here, I'm like played a shitload more of it it's like i can't even explain why i have like a i just like it a lot too but it's just that's what i've been doing for a good chunk of my time it's like i get back home from work i'm like oh i only have like a few hours to to spare in a game like i just fire up some pinball sometimes i live stream it and i'm like this is goddamn fun you know absolutely and it's it's weird because like i don't know what's what's happened ever since like i've consistently got like higher scores in it than I used to back then. So I'm like starting to understand like, you know, when to tilt the ball, uh, when to actually uh, capitalize on bonuses and jackpots and whatnot, what triggers multi-balls. It's just there's this whole like weird metal level of pinball that like you each each table is its own different level. The physics are different there because the way the, the arrangement and layouts are placed. So you have to, and you also have to consider what kind of table it is, whether it's a narrow one or a wide one, because wide ones are bitches. They always go for that sweet spot in the middle that you can't fucking hit it at. And it's just... Uh, They've certainly gotten more chocolate. elaborate than they used to because I remember a time, um, well, there's uh-huh. like, uh, at one of the arcades near me, there were certainly the uh, older pinballs that were have like low scores, like you only get like maybe 10, 20 points, 100 points, whatever. And then yeah. you can clearly see when they transition to million, 2 million, 10 million, 100 million. <laughs> Um, the cool thing is, is that that stuff isn't really going away. The fact that they're still making new ones, but I know there's another group um, that I was paying attention to. I think they're out of Jersey uh, or Jersey. Uh, I think that might be one of the name of their actually the name of the company. But they use like LCDs in their pinball machines now. Like you, it's like oh, full motion, like full video while you're playing pinball, and so it, it really everything's much brighter and more high high class. It's amazing. Yeah, it's also cool to see like how much, like what each like 
pinball's gimmick is because i know in the harley davidson table you have this mode where you actually have to look at the little screen in it and you're playing as the motorcycle switching lanes trying to run over people but avoiding cars like maximize your score in it uh so that was a weird little thing that i was i never even knew about that table um and then there's all sorts of like different technologies that the that they incorporate like the creature of the black lagoon cave will have the as like that projector screen at the and the background of it showing the creature uh you know when you activate the the film um bonus in it and that's it's it's kind of crazy to think about just like how much pinball has progressed technologically just like way back when oh yeah absolutely uh, oh and I, I just looked it up real quick yeah the jersey jack pinball um what I saw was a, the Wizard of Oz pinball machine, mm-hmm. and it's pretty elaborate. So, oh. but yeah, I I do have that fondness as well. I stuck at those games. I mean, I recently went to my birthday oh, last year when I w- went for a birthday party. They had like a South Park and Simpsons and all oh, the pinball machines. They were really. I remember playing the Simpsons one. Yeah, that one was really fun. Yeah, from what I remember. all the sounds that would come out of that machine, and um, yeah, just a lot of fun to play. And yeah, I wish it, uh, I kind of wish I owned one, but I heard the upkeep for that. Those types of machines are very, very, they're so fragile, fragile and it's yeah. it's so easy to like fuck up anything in it. And then like, you won't even know until like, it's already way after like the fact it's yeah. I can't even imagine trying to maintain one. That must be nightmarish. I, I heard stories of like the way the they've had to like transport it to like each arcade that the arcade was going down. They had to like relocate it, and just the the amount of like stuff that you have to make sure that it doesn't move at all inside a uh, transport is just bizarre. Like yeah. man, I think the one thing I would love to have though is just uh, one of those old japanese arcade cabinets the ones the sit down kind with the very like rounded white arcade machines and even oh, if yeah. i had to like straight up put a mame emulator in it or whatever i would love to own one of those just because they're so nice to look at i know that when we were in uh, e3 there's that arcade well used to be there they had like a row of those japanese arcade cabinets and i was a big fan of those things uh they're very nice to look at and i just kind of wish that if i ever do go to japan i'll just be headed up all the arcades just because um watching a lot of like game center cx they have them all over the place mm-hmm. i mean some of them i'm sure have shut down since then but they still seem quite popular um just as a hangout spot and we all, of course, get to benefit from having a round one near us that has those yeah. Japanese arcade cabinets. I, we still got to go see that Final Fantasy Theatrhythm All-Star Car- Carnival that opened up in October. But that's that's the kind of stuff that I'm 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 pretty fan, fond of. Uh, but those pinball machines, yeah, I mean, if you want to spend like a couple thousand dollars, you can get a state-of-the-art one. Uh, I think they ran, actually range from like three to five thousand. They have like... The Wizard of Oz, I think they also like went for like The Hobbit. Um, there was certainly a Lord of the Rings one. but uh, And even like a Tron Legacy one if you want to go s- something more recent than that. But uh, yeah. I, yes. I, yes. Mm-hmm. I, it's I, not I, even I, just like the pinball like uh, machines themselves. It's like all the licenses that are associated with them as well. That's like just soar up the cost just exponentially. Yeah, so. I'm sure because they have to do those like Kickstarters to do licensing mm-hmm. for pinballs just to pay for that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we should really go check out that theatrhythm one at the round one. I'm kind of hoping, fingers crossed, that that Dissidia arcade game somehow round one gets its hands on it. I would love to check that out as well. I'm surprised it hasn't arrived there yet, just because of what else has been there. Especially, yeah. especially because they have like all those other ones. Like they've had, you know, 
Project Diva, the, and then they've had um, the... Uh, they had that latest uh, Blaze Blue on it for like months before the console release came out. Exactly. And what was yeah. that fighting game that you talked about before um, that was like the really over-the-top Square Enix fighting game that they had? Oh, the School of Ragnarok, I think it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have those all those machines there. Um, obviously, they rotate them around and get rid of some of them and bring some more in, but man... I would love to try that as well, just because it looks so great. And they keep adding characters to that thing. So Yeah, recent edition was like Sephiroth, I think, was the latest one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sephiroth's in it. Oh, and for that Final Fantasy Theatrhythm All-Star Carnival, they added, they keep adding more music like they recently yeah. added You're Not Alone from Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. All these songs that were not in the um, Curtain Call version on the 3DS for Theatrhythm, uh, be able to play them on there. It's it's definitely a lot different though because you've got like these two gigantic uh, touch pads almost, but they're like balls that you. Have I to can't even them. imagine like trying to like operate that like at the higher difficulties. I like I, I look at that set. I'm like, man, how the fuck do these people do it? I know as compared to using the stylus, that's for sure. I do yeah, not... I like yeah. The curtain call like uh like uh introduced like more ways to like play it. Like you know, being able to use like the the buttons in combat. I think was one of the big changes in, in curtain call. And just I hated that from the first like the atra that it's like the, the buttons weren't even uh, an input method for those kinds of things. So that really changed it up. So I'm wondering if like this is more intuitive in the arcade version over just handing us a fucking controller like the Cydia does. Yeah, probably. I mean, I did not get to play. Uh, I only got to play the demo for that game. I know it's. I'm thinking it's actually on sale on Amazon right now. The Curtain Call on 3DS. I think it's down to like 18 bucks. Um, I, I think it's like still one of my easily my top five 3ds games. I'm absolutely uh, in love with that game. I don't know why you would hate a game like that. That's incredible amount. I think that it, the only real bummer though is that they never released a all in one like a game of the year or complete edition with all the DLC. So you have to like buy the base version. Yeah, even if there's a lot of music, it's a lot of the stuff that you want. I'm sure is paid DLC. So I, mm-hmm. that would. They be... also took out uh, the original FF versus 13 song from uh, the base one to curtain call i think too oh uh, i think it was, i forget the name of the song but i would not be surprised i mean uh, a whole different soundtrack after all so yeah uh, and they want to the most up to date yeah uh, is the original one did, did it didn't have vocals um yeah i think both of them have oh wait i i'm not sure i forgot if the original one had vocals i can understand it'd be like a licensing issue like they already gave up why included in their game if it's not being promoted anymore so, mm. uh, outside of you know Final Fantasy uh, 15's radio or something, uh, like why put all that music in there? I hope they continue to add music to 15. By the way, to the radio, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. I, I hope they actually uh, start adding FF 15 OST songs in the theater of the arcade. That'd be yeah, rad. I I would not be surprised if they start doing that. I think they talked about it. Um, I mean, aside from you know we were talking Dissidia, adding you know Noctis and other characters to mm-hmm. Dissidia. Uh, but I guess we shall see. So right. is that, and so that's been your, your pinball adventures. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're talking about a computer version of, of pinball, not necessarily uh, like actual machine. I've been at the arcade 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. Would you, would you buy a pinball machine? Uh, if I had the funds, yes, and but I, space. yeah, pretty much. If I, if I, if I somehow got all the resources for a pinball machine, I would definitely buy one. I don't know which one, maybe this, maybe the starship troopers one. That would I don't be know. pretty cool too. Starship Troopers. What a weird movie. I saw that movie recently. <laughs> I that still was, love it. Just 
you get killed all the time and they don't make a big deal out of it like during the training course they just someone someone died like okay continue on like what such a campy movie damn movie all right so uh and then so yeah we've been playing a lot of pinball but of course i don't know if i want to segue into this just because i'm still (laughs) we can talk a little about this last guardian but it's 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 my next game i'm playing so feel free to talk about it uh i'm not i'm not gonna go too much into it because we talked about a lot about it i'm okay with that so i don't want to but I, I'm just, I haven't finished it yet. I've just been playing like maybe a half an hour to an hour a night here and there. It's just, I feel like it's it's one of those games that I wish every outlet or site had like a, a little checkbox that says, did the reviewer have a pet or not? Because <laughs> uh, I was using like the divisive the things about the game. So I kind of wonder like how many of those people have had pets or have had to take care of pets versus those that haven't. Because, you know, people always, and for good reason, uh, talked about you know how realistic uh, Trico's uh, movements are, animations are, and behavior patterns are. Like just the, all the technical work that went into that AI and all the you know movements, textures, and whatnot. It's like probably it's easily the most impressive part of the game. But you know it's one of those things. Like if you didn't have a pet, this is kind of how pets are, and it kind of sucks sometimes, you know. <laughs> and, and I don't. I'm not trying to make you know excuses for the game because it does get on my nerves at times, but. It's been, uh, it, you know, it's one of Oeda's works. If you're a fan of those, you know exactly what to expect. Um, if not, then it might not be your cup of tea. Uh, it's, I really, really dig just the overall just atmosphere that game brings. The the lighting, the the wind, how it affects the the clothes on um, the the little boys, uh, what the little boy wears, how it uh, how it changes up the, depending on how you climb that creature and whatnot. And that can be janky at times too because. There'll be sometimes that Trico gets pissed off uh, after fighting some things and then it's just flinging around wildly and you're like, oh shit, like the, the controller just won't agree with you and you're trying to compl- uh, climb that creature to like, you know, calm it down. But, you know, uh, I'm, I hear so many good things about its ending, so I can't wait to reach that end and see what, uh, what everyone's talking about. Uh, but, you know, I'm going at it at my own space. Uh, it's definitely not one of those games I can push myself to rush through or, like, you know, I'm going to sit down here and, like, play it for two to three hours. It's like, I'll play it, and I'm getting tired of it. I'll put it down, try again within, like, a few hours or the next day and whatnot. I just, it's it's a good game to, like, just be immersed into until, like, you've had it up to a certain point, then start it all over again uh the next day yeah that's the kind of thing i was kind of expecting because if anything ueda's games were always meticulous in their animation work um so even if it might not blow people away in terms of visuals and especially in terms of frame rate is another thing i've been hearing yeah uh but that's stuff i uh, hope that they i can compatch and and fix up the frame rate and whatnot i don't know if that's something that they're kind of considering only because it feels like you know they're putting it out and saying like we got to move on guys it's been long enough um but it's also pushing the ps4 pro as well it's like hey if you don't want that go buy our pro you know (laughs) yeah for better or for worse yeah but Mm -hmm. i i've been even hearing that you know it runs great on 1080p but not on 4k uh, on the pro like the 1080p the frame rate is perfect on 4k it starts to hitch up just like um on the regular ps4 so it's something that they should really focus on fixing up before they move on. Uh, one would hope, but um, even I if would that... love. Sorry, I'll go for it. My bad. I... No, you can go ahead. 
Okay, uh, I'm just saying that I would love to see like a documentary of like how they created like the the sound effects for Trico because I'm still trying to like parse out what the hell they did. Oh, just the whole <laughs> thing. I would love to see a documentary about the whole development mm-hmm. process because like, you know, they obviously were pushing it pretty quickly uh, early on, and then like in 2010, I think is uh, shortly after, like well into 2010, that's when they went quiet on the project, and then they just kind of went here and there. I think. It's this funny thing where all these news stories broke over the years since then. Like, I remember IGN posting, Last Guardian's been canceled. <laughs> I would want to, wanted to know, like, what the reaction to that kind of stuff would be. It's like this reassurance that, no, it's not going anywhere. And you're thinking about, like, you know, PlayStation 4 wasn't really put out. Or was it even announced in 2012? I think it wasn't really pushed until 2013. Maybe it was No, they, they, you didn't even know about the PS4 when this thing was, like unveiled certainly not and then no of course they, did, they did they didn't push the ps4 until I'm trying to think of the initial ps4 announcement it wasn't wasn't there some sort of it was like a, i know there was a reveal that was, they were gonna do a big reveal in february of 2013 of course but like i didn't know when it was initially talked about um outside uh, of rumors and reports of course i didn't know but in any case um I, yeah i would love to see that project and yeah behind the scenes on that kind of stuff because um when they put out that Eco and Child of the Colossus HD collection, they did have some behind-the-scenes stuff with that as well. And so that was, that was really nice to see. Um, but who knows what, what they'll plan on doing. I would actually love to see, yeah, Eco the Child of the Colossus be brought up to the PS4, but hmm, I, I don't know if they'll do that because Shadow's my favorite game of all time, so I'd love to see that. But we'll... Yeah, I, I, I still... I, I don't know exactly what you do. Like, you add 4K and then... Oh, but those Not games sure. would look so good. <laughs> they would. They would. I, I, th- I thought it was already like they, they 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 already surprised me by like bringing those to the PS3. I'm like, wow, I thought I'd never get to see these things again when it was first announced. I know. And, you know, later we'll talk a little bit more about some of that stuff. But uh, that's that's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Um, and I am excited to play that for myself. Um, yeah, you'll, you'd love it. Definitely. And outside of that, you've been playing some more Hitman. So you seem to be really getting into it after buying it from that recent Steam sale. Yeah, when uh, they got they put like the whole season one uh, for like fifty percent off. I, I snatched that up Black and Friday actually, yeah, uh, it yeah, was, like fifteen bucks or something. I, mean, I don't know if you got it when it was that third, cheap. Third, I don't know about the fifteen. I got oh, it. When I, was, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. Of I guess. Uh, but I'm still very surprised at like how much work goes on to the individual environments and levels in that game. I, uh, it's just the way they kind of. But you start like figuring out what you can get away with in that game. It's sort of fucked up in a really comedic way. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> when you start when you start experimenting like proximity bombs and uh, with a different uh, like uh, outfits, so you get you get their uh, suspicious uh, suspicion on towards you. So it's like instead of like uh, throwing the coin to get you to them, you're just walking up to them in like different outfits that like will get the suspicions of you. Just walk around the corner where you set your proximity bomb and then. <laughs> Yeah, it's I I I think in the recent stuff was it like proxy I was it remote controlled C4 or something was one of the later editions. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's it's really freaking hilarious and uh even just like the the how you can kind of sway their AI just by being like a an obstacle so like uh, for example in the uh, the very first one I think it was of Paris I forget. Um yeah, there's Paris. there's a there's a part in the outside where you can like uh, jerry rig like a uh, electric uh, plug to obviously elect- uh, make the water around it uh, filled with electricity. 
So when the when your target when your targets there is like having a phone call outside, I like made it so that uh, I set that up, and then right when he was about to like uh, walk like past it, I threw a coin inside the puddle, and then he he walked over towards it, and that's how I killed him. <laughs> that's one way to kill a guy, just because his interest in money, but his greed killed him. And then the, at the same mission, I took out the other target. Just I, I picked up a letter opener uh, earlier on in that mission. And then there's a, a part where she's at, at a balcony, like uh, taking a drink. And then the waiter like kind of walks to the side, uh, out of sight. So like I kind of angled myself over the the corner, so she'd be the only one in my sight, but uh, out of everyone else's sight. So I just throw that letter opener to her as she's drinking it without anyone else. <laughs> And then I hop over the the fucking uh, balcony and just uh, make my getaway the chopper by using the pipe down there. Oh just, my gosh! Yeah, it's, it's, it is so funny. I love it. That's 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 the kind of the deaths I've been experimenting with. Has been more like on um, the um, like lacing a drink with poison and uh, or the food with poison or you know those those hidden deaths. But I've also figured out that you can drop. Uh, objects and they'll be interested with that as well especially guns so like if you're as a security guard you can totally just throw like chuck a gun uh, at a spot and the person will walk over and inspect it just because like what's a gun doing here and so i've led people into corners and just straight up like proximity mind them or um like uh shot them in the head with a, a silenced pistol uh just to take them out like that and that's that's been pretty well so far um i've also been trying to do those uh uh I'm, I'm blanking on the on what I mean, they're the called. The bastards? No, the uh, the um, the elusive you know the, the 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 s- targets. What they're called? Elusive targets. Elusive targets. You probably yeah. just said that, and I talked over. It. But yeah, the elusive targets. And I've having I cannot get any of those because I, they're tough. Yeah. yeah, they're really tough. I think the only ones I've gotten is the one like. Um, where I can use a sniper rifle because I've been able to just kind of hang out way back behind uh, all the crowds and just pick somebody off in the middle of, of a group. And they don't know it's you, of course, because it's a sniper. And so right. uh, I've been able to get, I think two of those were like that. And so, but uh, other than that, I, I kind of, I try not to save scum in that game that much, but uh, besides that and the auto saves, um, uh it, it's it's something where like i played a lot of metagear solid 5 and so i've been doing better since i started playing that um but like i'm trying to remember my my experiments that i did with metagear solid 5 and just try to like evoke it in hitman but i i just want to say that that game is so much fun um uh, hitman yeah. especially because it's it's got me excited about what they're going to do with season two um, the possibilities are endless. I, I, I'm sure, like even on their end, they're surprised at how well this is doing. Like this new episodic approach to it, and just that just opens that blows open the doors for like limitless possibilities. Because like you know, the, they're not they're not confined to a single product now. They know that this model works now, and they'll have more I, money. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Because of the su- success, um, I'm sure Square Enix is like, mm, we can put more money into this because people apparently uh, really warmed up to it as opposed to, you know, people were unsure and it got delayed and all that kind of stuff happened before. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm so happy that, you know, Hitman is the proper Hitman is finally back. They've kind of hit a few missteps here here and there, but now it's one of the strongest games out there for sure. Yeah, I played it last year. I played uh, the first three games uh and I'm, I was excited to try this new one. So other than that, though, you, 
you just put Christmas here. Is that yeah, are you talking I, about Hitman I, Christmas or just Christmas in general? No, just Christmas in general oh, okay. because uh, just early, <laughs> earlier today. Christmas. Don't play Christmas. I was playing Christmas. Okay. Uh, no, earlier today, I was just uh, trying my hand once again at wrapping gifts. Uh, I uh, finally the gifts are starting to come in for uh, my other uh, family members. I wow. have my two nephews done. The, probably the hardest ones. Uh, my sister, my mom, and uh, my stepmom. So the only ones I really have to do uh, next is my little brother. I have no idea what to get him. I might. I, I feel bad if I just get him a GameStop gift card. It's just one of those things. Yeah. That's like, yeah. But, but, but I, general, I, yeah. I asked my mom, like, you know, what does he want? He's like, oh, man, like, he needs clothes. I'm like, when you're a senior in high school, you don't want clothes, though. <laughs> no, that's, the, that's a terrible thing, especially because you don't know their sizes and their tastes and, their, and the style that they like. Uh, yeah, I would never buy just, someone's clothes. So I'm I'm just, I'm just kind of uh, trying to think of like uh, there's not much time left uh, to to get him a gift. Nope. But other than that, uh, <laughs> other than that, so like I was thinking about what what should I get for my dad? And I anything we get for my dad, like physically, it like within five days, it's already off into some corner, shoved into some corner, and he forgets it exists. Oh, that's that's so. stri- straight up what my dad does. Uh, the mm-hmm. one thing I got him that he actually used, which is like the first thing he's done like in a decade, was an external battery. Like those things are priceless just because um i found so much use for it because uh, it doesn't it, you don't need to be like us and going off on these trips for games and be around recording footage and all that stuff like you can straight up just be out and about and need some more battery for your phone and it's there for you so that's not a bad idea because yeah. he's a, he's also an uber and lyft driver on the side so and he's he usually likes to uh, sometimes work uh, while wow, he's like in a Starbucks or something, so that could actually be that's actually a pretty damn good idea. Yeah, I would t- I would totally go for it. Or like a, I mean, I guess if he's an Uber driver, you can have like a car charger. But I would say an external battery is is very damn useful, especially if you mm-hmm. get them like a quick charge, uh, two or three point just because it means that they get. I think you have to have like a Snapdragon CPU to take advantage of that in your phone, but they charge almost to full within like thirty minutes, like a full charge on your phone. So huh. I've loved mine and it's been um indispensable especially at e3 because oh, yeah. you're not only are you just texting a lot of course but also and taking pictures but trying to record video your phone just dies pretty quickly mm-hmm. um just because lately phones are like that any smartphone just dies almost immediately just from recording stuff especially in 1080p so i would yeah. always recommend that as a really good christmas present for anyone uh it doesn't matter um you know just going to school if you're still going to school that's still very useful mm-hmm. um because, yeah, if for me, who drives like an saver. hour, <laughs> I need to have it. Yeah. It was a super lifesaver during E3 at uh, Anime Expo this year for oh, me as well. Man. Like, I, I got I got, I remember I, I I got it, like, two days before I left for E3 to meet up with you guys. And I was like, I totally forgot to get one. So I had to, like, run, like, I had to pay an extra, like, four bucks for it to like, come, like, the, the next day. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need this right now. I'm probably going to need it. And thank God I fucking had it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, we could have stopped somewhere, but they tend to charge more in these other stores that we go to. So it's for the best that you got it right away. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of been my problem. I have to shop for my brother, and I don't know what to get him just because I moved out. Um, he lives in Iowa. I moved to California, and so I don't know what things he owns now. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. trying to guess the stuff that he already has that I don't want to buy. Even if he could return it, I don't like buying just for the off chance that he might have to return it so maybe i'll right. get him a battery as well because <laughs> it's like it's, it's a christmas for the whole family it's a present for everyone i think but uh i try not to do something like that it's either like that or 
like a Bluetooth speaker, you know, it's like that. But I'm only buying for one person. We have like a secret, a secret Santa thing for our family, so we're not spending too much money because we okay. got you know our own problems to deal with. Um, so we have like a cap, I think, of fifty bucks. So maybe we'll get something like that. But it must be nice. And we're only seven days away from Christmas. Is your work doing anything this week for Christmas? Um, we did it last week. So we did the Secret Santa um, uh, last week. And I got my uh, my person. Um, he's uh, he's into like a big uh, gym guy. So I got him like a big ass like jug because he kept using like the Kirkland water bottle, uh, plastic bottle ones. Uh, and like, <laughs> it's, like fuck this. Yeah, oh, I just get and uh, it's actually a real nice, like an igloo textured and everything. He seems to like it, so that's good. Cool. And uh, when we, before we got assigned our person, we, unlike last year, we were able to write down three things that we kind of wanted. Because oh, last year, last year we did a lot. We had to do a lot of fucking guesswork. It was, it was that's mess. bad, especially if you don't know yeah. the person. <laughs> yeah. So I, for my three items, I put um, either bed sheets. Full size. Uh, so, yeah, hey, man, you can never have enough, right? Uh, yeah, only... you can. Just one set is pretty much all I needed. Oh man, I feel like I need like another. I have like two primary ones, but those are kind of those have, are kind of racking on like the years. What if they get like bed floral sheets. pattern bed sheets? Like, I, I don't. Want, a... I wouldn't trust somebody else, especially when I can pay like twenty bucks to get my own pair. That, that's the problem is that like I could spend money and buy my own. It's hard to have other people want to buy me stuff when I'm like, you probably wouldn't even get what I want anyway. So you put bed sheets. What else did you put, though? The, the, uh, the, look, when I put that, all the girls wanted to like have me as their secret set to do that shit, the floral pattern or whatever, cry to crazy uh, things. I'm they sure the to guys get. could do it as well. I mean, anybody can tease you like that. I forgot the I forgot the third one. I know the second one. I put uh, e kettle. Um, oh and, yeah. Okay. yeah. I forgot. I totally forgot the third one. I but uh, I, I did. I did get the electronic kettle. It was from the other, uh, from the older one of the older uh, guys at work and uh, that's in working out awesome. Like it's uh, I forgot the brand. Um, it's it's Casey right now, but that's in working out perfectly. It's uh, uh, I use it for like tea and Mac and cheese and ramen and all kinds of, and rice. Even it, it it's perfect. I love it. Yeah. I, I like it that it's like, it gets to the point where like it's, it's super hot, but it's not to the point where it will like permanently damage your tongue hot. Oh, absolutely not. No, there's like, for me, for my, the one I have, which is like a T-fall, it has like three settings that you can put. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's just, I think it's just two settings, but it's either like a cool, like hot enough that you can put it in like in a cup and it won't burn you or just you want it super hot. <laughs> not worry about it <laughs> and have it sit for a while. That's, I, I prefer the first one. <laughs> that's just the way. Yeah, it's just a uh, who would have thunk, huh? But yeah, yeah that's, uh, I'm super excited. Like, you know, this Christmas is going to be, this Christmas is shaping up to be really good. Cool. And, uh. Yeah, I'm just thinking like I could probably do with gift cards because of all the games coming out next year. But that's we'll see what happens. Um, I still suck at rapping, by the way. I like tried it to, to do it earlier today. I like it, it was fine for like the really big package that I because I got my my stepmom and uh, because uh, like my my nephew and stepmom like to cook together. So I got them both uh, like as a dual gift, uh, like a, an electric fryer. So they can make their own fried chicken or French fries here and whatnot. You oh, just... a fryer, like a deep fryer. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like uh, it's like you fill it up with oil and then like the I guess electricity will do its work to heat it up. And then somebody has a lid on it, so it's not like fucking going crazy all over the place as well. But oh, there's vents. That. Yeah, it's, uh, it seems real cool. So I, I hope they enjoy that um, and whatnot. And then I also got mine uh, that same nephew like uh, a pack of uh, measuring cups for both uh, solids and 
liquids, uh, so they don't have to rely on like nothing to measure out stuff. All right, that's <laughs> that's that's nice. I guess you bought we bought one person a fryer and another person measuring cups. So you're like a cooking mood, weren't you, when you bought your presents? Uh, yeah, I mean they they wanted to to because I see them like cooking more and more these days. That oh, like. Sure. Uh, so I'm just like, you gotta have the tools, right? Absolutely. I, I'm not. I'm not knocking against having stuff like that. I would like to own one of those electric fryers, or at least like an air fryer, because it's like the air fryers. What they do is that, of course, they fry it, but they don't have all the oil in it, and so you still get like the. You have to worry about like how, how healthy it is, but you can still fry food. I'll, I'm not probably a huge fan of fried food, but probably just because like the stuff I've had lately has been drenched in oil, especially in California. Like everything is drenched in oil, <laughs> can't be helped, I guess. Especially the burgers. <laughs> I think I've, I've had to avoid In and Out and Five Guys just because it's like a. By the time it's done, it's like a, you're completely drenched in oil, and I, I don't know. I just someone like me, I just can't handle that stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I've been doing uh, till Christmas. Awesome. Um, and for me, I've just been playing uh, Sword Art Online Hollow Realization. That game's mm. been out for a while, but we no one around here really wanted to review it, so I took it upon myself. As someone who enjoyed the first season and only got halfway through the second season of Sword Art Online, um, and I'm talking about like the whole, originally the first 26 episode was it 26? Anyway, the oh. the um, the 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 whole first set, and then before Sword Art Online two officially the second season then i only got about nine episodes in or ten episodes in before i quit that and so i still a lot of people like to give that series a hard time i liked it um because all right yeah, yeah it's because it was the the thing i liked most and this wasn't so much in the and what happened in the in the later especially um like log horizon i have a hard time getting into because it doesn't have the stakes that sort on online the first season did at least that you know, if you die in the game, you actually die in real life. I know that wasn't dot hack, but that wasn't really explored that much in the in the dot hack game. So because you know people could just log out and do whatever. Right. Um, sign leaned more into it, as, uh, especially because you know they went into a coma um, or like the main character Sukasa. Uh, they couldn't even log out, period. And that's kind uh-huh. of what Sword on Online does, but it takes it to like the next level. And I think I, I like that a bit. And I like the character designs a lot. Um, and especially like in the game itself, it brought back a lot of the joy enjoyment I had from watching the show itself. I do plan on going back and watching the rest of that, even if people had mixed feelings about it. I still plan on doing that. I, I do like the, the, the second half of uh, season two, the Mother's Rosario arc. I actually did enjoy that a lot. Oh, I'll have to, I'll have to definitely watch the rest of that then. Uh, I'll actually not as a character, but we'll see what happens. I'm more of a Lizbeth person. So the game <laughs> itself... Um, what is Hollow Realization? So, yeah, the whole setup of it is that it takes place after um, the anime. Um, and the games, of course, like Lost Son and Hollow Fragment. So all the characters from those games... Um, Sria and all these other people, they show up in, uh, and I actually should say Philia, I think is, is the name of the girl that was in, um, Hollow Are those like the original characters? From the games, yeah, the original yeah. characters from the games. Sria, I think, I keep mixing up the names, I think Sria is the, like, sister of Yui, uh, the daughter of Kirito and Asuna. Um, so they <laughs> do all this stuff. I'm not going to get into it because I still need to watch the show to early understand. The setup for this is that a company basically is working on taking all the data or most of the data from Sword Art Online and bringing it to a new game called Sword Art 
origin so it's still Ooh, sao okay. but it's it's this whole thing um okay it's supposed to and even like the story itself of the the lore of the game inside the game is that it's telling you the, the origin of the world before it became like this thing with a giant 100 floor tower and all that stuff that happened floating tower so um the i'm not i'm not far enough in it to uh find out what the really deep plot about the game itself is but i met a girl who has this quest that she wants to go on but it's a broken quest and so all she does is like she leads kirito out and gives him like one coal which is the currency and says all right thank you and <laughs> wait coal is the currency yeah just one just one uh no it's c-o-l so i don't know oh, how it's okay pronounced. it's, it's okay the i thought you meant c-o-l one dollar right. just is someone gave you like a penny for doing a quest that's uh, kind okay of what I, she's doing. I thought everyone was like naughty at that at this game just everyone's fucking yeah, passing around coal, coal. That's, <laughs> Shit. Back to christmas all right so but that's that's kind of what that is um but for the most part it's it's been a real mixed bag my experience with this game has been because it has got some interesting mechanics with it uh but i think that might some of it some of it has obviously been carried over from the other games. Like there's this whole affection system uh, that you can take a girl. Like so, say for example, I've got Lisbeth, and I t- and I meet her, and I uh, when she's walking around town, and I tell her, "Hey, walk with me." We go to a fountain, and then we talk. And then the first thing I do, because <laughs> I found out this guide is that if you lean, you can like physically. You're talking to this girl face to face, so it goes mm-hmm. into first person. You're having a conversation with her. You can like lean in, so you push the left <laughs> analog stick forward, and he starts to lean what? in, lean in, lean oh, okay. in. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Going past like there's these prompts that show up. Like, do you want to just you know smile at her? Do you want to? gaze longingly in their eyes uh do you want to embrace what? her and then uh or stroke her hair or touch her or right. poke Wait, her, as, poke so, her the cheek. Talk, so let's say they're just like having a casual conversation you can just like start stroking her hair because you feel you feel like it no the first thing i do is i lean in and kiss her like oh, right, okay. right off the bat she's like and she she reacts like a person i would i expect would and she's like uh what are you doing What's going on? Uh, I would expect hey, like, punch can you back like off? <laughs> and apparently, like if you the way you do it, and I'm, this is a hot tip for people who want to play Hollow Realization, is that you start by kissing them on uh, kissing them, and then you go back and just hit, start hitting all the prompts as you lean backward, and because <laughs> it, it it basically is the intensity of the interaction um, is the prompts as they appear. That's what I'm talking about. It's like the first thing is smile all the way up to like a kiss. And so you actually go back and then you can quickly level up their affinity towards you all the way to the point that you can take her carrier, like literally carry her like a, oh, like a princess right. over the threshold all the way to your bed and then lay her down and you have a nap together. And this is what starts pillow talk. Uh, and she's, mm-hmm. it's it's still kind of the same mm-hmm. conversation, but it's you know more intimate in that point. So she's talking more about you know her own um, uh, her own uh, problems that she thinks she has, uh, her own inadequacies and all this stuff. And it's just a lot of that back and forth, and to the point that it transitions to a CG or you know just a full actual you know uh, like it's from the anime shot of of the character as they're talking to you. Um, and they're sort of interacting. It's mostly just been blinking, <laughs> just like it's, it's their shot, but then okay. blinking and, you know, their lips are moving at the same time. And that's kind of, <laughs> that's what this game kind of feels like. It's just a lot of intimate moments like that, that this game. Is, is there a to. game? It, there is. <laughs> um, I will say another cool thing about the game is that it feels lived in, in that it feels realistic in the way an MMO would. 
Uh, so you're you know running around town. There's just a bunch of people, a lot of you know pallet swaps, which is kind of like just a lot of MMOs. You think by the time Sword Art Online came out, which I think it takes place like in not long from now. Um, I know Dot Hack takes place like in 2020 or whatever, but it's not long after Sword Art Online it exists. There's very few differences between the characters. A lot of the same hairstyles and uh, you know different colors, but like same faces. It's it's that kind of thing. Um, mm. And when you go out into the field itself, you can come across different parties as they're fighting other monsters. And if you decide to like run up and fight the same monster they're fighting, it becomes an alliance, and you all basically get experience from it uh, from your, you know your party uh, along with their party. I mean, it's implied with their party as well. So you can fight like uh, notorious monsters or boss enemies uh, together with another party member outside of cool. like instance moments, which they you know they don't show up for, um, which. I, that's that's kind of interesting itself. I will say my biggest problem with this game is that it's reminded mm. me of White Knight Chronicles, and that oh, mm. you so the game starts with you creating an avatar. So you create okay. like um, you know the uh, face, eyes, uh, mouth, uh, body, right? Just your own, just your own female. your own character, like separate from Kirito. Exactly. And then what happens is that as soon as you get into the game, uh, when you get to, so I have this character. The, I gave her. A noble lady voice, and she was, she, she's she says a lot of desuwa when she talks uh, nice. at the end of her sentence. Um, so it's it's all Japanese, by the way, no English dub. It's it's Japanese voices with English subtitles. That's just how it is. Um, that's and the cutscenes, and even the in-game cutscenes, just roaming around. But there's you know the the black bars come up and all that stuff. Uh, Kirito's voice actor plays. So here I am um, as a lady talking as Kirito and it goes into like this hmm. moments where, you know, he does these flashbacks, the anime and whatnot, and he's talking and I, it just completely threw me out of the entire experience. Like I, I, I spent the time to make this character, but I'm acting, I, I'm pretty much Kirito through and through uh, from the memories that he has to the interactions he has with the characters from then like reminiscing about their own past that they had with each other and how they first met. But it, but it still uses that character model. That yeah, you it's um, my fuck? mouth is moving, but it's Kirito's <laughs> voice. It's so bizarre. Um, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, with White Knight Chronicles, it did way worse because, you know, you, it was basically like you're like the loser and you're having to be dragged by the main, actual main character of that yeah, game. Yeah, you're it just was, like a nothing character. Exactly. Literally a nothing like, character. I, was, I almost got killed, but the main, the actual main character rescued me and saved my life. It was so fucking stupid. But um, with this game, it just feels like... Um, like I made a mistake from changing the default character to something other than Kirito because once you start to create your character, uh, it's Kirito. Like, and you just basically change it from there. I should have just left it the way it was because it just feels so awkward. Um, mm, and yes. it, it's and it doesn't play into like the gender you play or anything like that. Not that I really expected that to. Like, if it was a female, um, but it, it just seems so out of place. Like. Maybe if you were making a separate avatar for like the online mode, and with the offline, it was you know just uh, Kirito that you're playing. Because at least with God Eater, for example, like they play into it, and they you're a whole like you're a whole new character being introduced in this group. It would have been better if it was like Kirito was a separate person, and I was just you know another avatar. I would have, like, yeah, I would assume so at that point. Just like White Knight Chronicles, and that would have it, it would have been weird, but still more, made more sense. Is it like at least when you start the game, does it feel a lot less overwhelming than like say Rehollow Fragment? Because I know in Rehollow Fragment that like you started and you were like level a hundred, and there was like very very little tutorialization on like how the fuck anything works. There's actually like a somewhat 
deep system in there, but you didn't really know any of that because they didn't show you at all. Well, I mean, it's definitely more tutorialized than it was in Rehollow Fragment or Hollow Fragment, as it were. Um, and there's a dedicated button to checking out the tutorials again. But it would have been nice if they continued to kind of, you know, you know, gave you a little bit of a uh, info like, okay, now you can initiate the skill chain. Something that tells me, you know, hit this button anytime. So if I, in case I kind of forget, it would have been nice if it gave me that prompt because otherwise I'm just kind of mashing buttons and assuming I'm doing what they're telling me to do. I don't want to have to keep going back to the tutorial because what it does is that it basically gives you the whole slow prompt once again starting from the beginning so you can't like skip through oh, uh, shit. the menus mm-hmm. it just straight up like slows it way down and gives you a bunch of like pictures so ah. it's it's very it, it's it's not very helpful um as opposed to like say witcher 3 when the prompts are always on screen you know and you always yeah. know what you're doing um and there's also you have control of your party but it's not very good so I can tell my party to, you know, focus your attack on this person, uh, dodge away, heal up, or I think try to get aggro from, from another enemy so I can run away or at least recover. Um, heal, I think the heal only heals their own party. It doesn't heal me. Like, I'm sitting <laughs> here almost dead and they don't do anything. They're just standing around like, what's up? What's going on? Nice. Like, they literally say, what? <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just like, no, heal me because I'm about dead. They don't do that. I guess I have to use my own items on myself and they just like kind of help themselves and it's so bad. And even the dodge, like I'm telling them to get out of the way because a monster's about to, you know, use this AOE attack area of effect spell. And there's this red, you know, cone that tells it where it's going to attack. All they do is dash back once and sit and just stand there. So I'm just sitting here like, do I have to keep mashing dodge, 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 dodge over and over so they get out of the freaking way? I would wish it was smart enough for them to understand this monster is going to hit this whole big area, get out of the way of anything close to that. But they don't do that. Mm, and even that's... like this, there's like a switch mechanic. So you like hit them. Uh, you switch with another party member, you dash backwards, and then you're supposed to kind of, once that person hits their skill, uh, you're supposed to come in and do your own, and that creates a chain. But it's still confusing. It's a lot of mashing, and it's just not that fun. Um, I'm not having a great time with that part. Wow. And the story, I'm still kind of mixed about. So overall, it still seemed like a bit of a mixed bag, but I'm still playing it. Um, the game looks good, I think. Um, it's it's not There's not a lot to it, but it's certainly one of the better-looking games of those type okay so um i'll just have to play more of it apparently it's a long game too like we're talking dozens of hours so we'll see you at least start at level one and you can like okay because i remember in rehollow you're at level 100 you have all these like double dual-handed sword skills already and then you have like a bunch of fucking spells and things already like that you start out with and you're just like what the fuck does any of this mean what does it do i mean canonically it's it's the beginning because it's sword art origin so it's a whole new game so all the characters they even talk about it like you know uh uh says even like you know now kirito you don't have to be like way overpowered and beat the game before i even get this play myself now we can all start from the same uh level and so they they nice. do talk about that and it, it does lean into it and there are like um once again if you basically anyone who liked the anime will really enjoy this game i think that's that's kind of pretty clear about that but there's definitely problems with it and so i just need to kind of flesh things out but i should have a review for that game up by the end of the week um It'll probably be around the same time we're doing Game of the Year stuff. It'll certainly, I think, it'll certainly be up before Christmas. Um, okay. But, you know, I've got a lot of stuff typed already. I think I've got about, see, how many 
Let's see. I got I got like this hip here. Yeah, I've already got over a thousand words, so oh, I'll have shit. something up here soon. Alrighty, great, nice. All right. So, and with that, um, yeah, this is the only game I've been playing, by the way. So we'll find out. Other than like Battle Goal High School, but we don't want to talk about that. Uh, let's get into news. We still have plenty to talk about. Oh yeah, from the past week even. So the biggest news that came out was from Jump Festa twenty seventeen uh, twenty sixteen. It's 2017. Oh, it's called, it's actually yeah. That's how Dreadfest uh, dates work. It's actually that's at the end of the year, and it's actually titled the year after. Oh, okay. It's like looking forward to that. Okay, so the, that that fell on I think um, Friday. Yep. Yeah. So it fell on Friday on the 16th here. So Dragon Quest 11, big unveiling party. They did announce some other stuff too, besides Dragon Quest 11. They showed a lot of like Dragon Quest 10 being announced for the PlayStation 4. Um, where the character they even have like a side by side picture where the character finally has like individual fingers. digits <laughs> on the fingers, as opposed to just you know old style like the Mies had like all their fingers. The blocky kind of, hands. The yeah, blocky they're hands. kind of they're meshing together, and it's like they did that for another game. I forgot what was it. I, I I forgot. There's another there's another SE port that they did, uh, and they gave them individual fingers. Um, it's escaping right now. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but it's it's funny how that that's like it's like there's the new enhanced edition. We gave them fingers. That's Woo! clearly what you've got to have to show to to prove that it's been upgraded. It does it definitely. They did show it some gameplay out. of that, and it definitely looks a lot better. The problem is that I've, I'm pretty sure Dragon Quest X still has an IP block, just like Fantasy Star Online 2 does in some places. And so you mm-hmm. can't really just play it in America. You have to have set up you know, like a VPN or some other thing to get to play over there. So hopefully they'll consider, especially with their push for Dragon Quest, uh, to bring that over here. Yeah, I hear it's not bad. I hear it's actually quite fun. So we'll Absolutely. see. It looks great. And it has I, all I'd the same sound it. effects and all the music from that. But um, let's uh, yeah, let's focus on the biggest news. And that was right. Dragon Quest XI In Search of Departed Time. Uh, which is the next installment, of course, coming for the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo 3DS. A few months ago, um, Yori, uh, excuse me, uh, Yuji Hori? Yuji Hori, <laughs> I just swallowed for that moment. Um, he did confirm that it was coming for the Nintendo Switch still, but they didn't share anything, kind of assuming that Nintendo will just talk about it on January 12th when they have their big uh, Nintendo Switch reveal party. But there's a lot of news that came out of this thing. So they yeah. started off with uh, sharing the details of the main character, the protagonist. That's all they're kind of naming him. So I'm sure you're just going to name him yourself. Um, and the setup for him is that he is kind of a young man coming of age uh, in this small, uh, comfortable village of Ishii. And when the story begins, he'll be turning 16 uh, and starting his adventure. So I don't know if maybe it's like a kind of a the typical thing where it's like you're you're now 16 now you have to go out and venture and do whatever and help help this village out it's it's kind of the same type of thing like he's now an adult and his own thing and the other character they also introduce is uh camus uh if that's how it's pronounced he's you mean super saiyan god goku yeah god he's got the blue (laughs) hair and everything that's straight up (laughs) straight up looks like you've got the main character looking like trunks and you've got this character looking like goku uh, a younger Goku. So. He's great. Kavis looks awesome, though. Yeah, <laughs> the game looks amazing. Like the the amount of detail that's gone into this game, like everything from just the characters themselves and the animation from them to the environments. Uh, they also revealed that. Oh, well, to just briefly mention who Camus is, he's going to be. Um, he's a thief. Uh, mm-hmm. Who the uh, what the description was is that the protagonist meets during his adventure and will act as sort of a guide for the player uh, during their time together. But Camus has got his own like kind of a. He's kind of got a uh, blunt way of speaking. 
And so yeah, he's uh, he's kind of like rash, a little bit rude. Uh, has dual daggers. Uh, you know, I don't think there's anything too too crazy about him. But kind of uh, reminds me of Yangus, but that's maybe just me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think anywhere going with that. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that. Just kind of a, a very blunt person, uh, mm-hmm. but crude as it were. And they also showed off the world map um, and the size of that. It based on it being open world style, like at least it's it's not open world, but the big open expanses of the maps themselves. It looks like it's going to be a pretty immense place to visit. What did they you, haven't? What did you, yeah, go they, ahead. they haven't romanized the the world map yet. But from what I heard, they it, like the the world map or of the world of Dragon Quest Eleven is called like Loto Zetasia or something there, Loto Zetasia or something like something that. Something simpler when it comes yeah, to us, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully. But that's a, they're like they're trying to pronounce it on stream, and then they had to like go very slowly for the people and uh, try to pronounce this fucking. Map. They're probably going to change the name. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, it seems very big, and there's a lot of diverse environments. Just from like the the map alone, like you see like a, there's like a snowy mountainy re- region, like at the lo- uh, lower right side of it and whatnot. So you'll see all sorts of environments. Even um, we'll, we'll talk about the environments later on when you talk about the opening cinematic, because they yeah. showed some of that. I mean, and to briefly round out with the other stuff, the kind of the new stuff that they're adding, um, mounts. They're adding mounts yeah. to this horses. Which reminds me of um, was it Dragon Quest Monsters Joker had that with with the mounts that you, yes. you can, so that's that's a pretty cool uh, addition to that. Uh, I don't know if it's because they, I, it, the fact that they're adding mounts just makes me uh, understand that the yeah the we're going to see a lot more maps of this kind of scale uh, throughout the rest of the game, and that's pretty exciting. I don't know if it's something that's just PlayStation Four compared to 3DS because you looked at the 3DS. Um, I guess the Joker was on the 3DS, so it makes sense that they would have mounts, but there's this difference in scale, and they even talked about how they're making basically three different games at this point. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, when they showed off the 3DS version, I the one of the things I, I, I actually thought was a very interesting uh, idea, just from a programming standpoint, like, why the fuck would you do this? But So the 3DS version... Uh, like as previously thought, we thought it was going to be uh, two separate games in that with a 3D version and 2D version of the game on the 3DS. Yeah. Apparently, that's not the case because when they demoed it, like they they seem pretty firm at that the top screen would be 3D and the bottom screen would be 2D. And depending on what input method you chose to go up to an NPC, the dialog box would go there. So if you went up to an NPC with the analog stick, the dialog box would show up on the top screen. If you went there with the, if you walked up to them with the D pad, the dialog box would show up at the bottom screen. Are you sure it's just not for demoing purposes? Because I would I, imagine I, they're I, still going to have it separate from. You can play the whole game as two D or the whole game as three D. It don't seems very that. weird. It seems very weird that they would do this again, not just showing the, the entire three D version or two D. It's like I said, it's not completely confirmed that it's going to be like this or if it's going to be what it was previously thought to be they've been kind of like vague here and there on whether this thing is actually going to be like the whole game will be 3d or the whole game will be 2d or if it's just gonna be a weird hybrid of both they've been kind of like coy and sort of like addressing that directly so i don't know why you would really the the thing with that is that i just don't understand why you would do something like that as opposed to like having a hybrid of the both because like why why in the world would you be looking at the bottom screen at most times other than like 
sort of like a map just because like you're looking because there's no you're not like poking things on the bottom screen so well that's exactly what it seemed like at the demo it's like the td uh, uh thing was more of a world map and it did like you know seem to be helpful like see what's off in the distance or what's over around that corner but i i, I mean I don't know exactly what's going on with the 3DS version <laughs> until, uh, until, until that thing is actually like unveiled. Like actual, hey, they they come out and say there's actually two different things on the 3DS, or it's actually a weird hybrid of both. Yeah, because or... it's like because then if you open up the menu, it's going to cover the bottom screen anyway. So it, like there's very little thing that I would see. Uh, there's very little appeal I would have in having something like that. That would be like a big letdown in my opinion, just because. Either way, the the 3DS version is uh, like a super curious thing. Just from a like, even just like, why would you show it off like this? But why not? I guess who knows. Yeah, it's a very 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 technical thing, and I kind of I kind of hope it kind of goes for that hybrid style personally, because it's just it's a weird thing to see, and I like having, I like I like seeing the contrast between what it looks like on 2D versus 3D, like when they're like on like walking that plank across those roofs. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess it's just that the um. The appeal of that, like the, I, I would kind of wear off. Uh, after a while, I'll be like, okay, that was cool, I guess. <laughs> I'm not interested in looking at the bottom screen much anymore. Because if I would actually wonder if they if it means if they're going to do something like that, because the bottom screen doesn't look that detailed. Um, it, with the 2D, it just looks kind of like you know you're kind of gliding on the ground. It's not like, I don't know. I thought it it's, it's one of those like it's one of those like legacy things, right? Because yeah. like that's how people remember like those old school Dragon Quests. Sure. I mean, that's and that's why I would love to play it wholly like that. Like if the if there was that option, and that's what I think a lot of people are hoping. I think a lot of people will be disappointed if it's a hybrid, but we'll see. Um, there's obviously plenty of time because what they said was that it's going to come out before the 30th anniversary is up, which it's wait, in May, I believe. Yeah, May 27th, I believe is is. Yeah, when... I think they're they're aiming for if not before then. Yeah, yeah, May 27th. Um, because yeah, May twenty seventh is actually the thirty first anniversary, so they're trying to do it before then. Um, yeah, but other than that, what do you think yeah, about the, the characters? Uh, what it, they revealed in the opening cinematic. That the opening awesome. cinematic is freaking amazing. Like, there's just so much promise for this game. The, the like the class seems like very uh, colorful and varied. Like, yeah, this like old guy uh, that uh, wields claws. I, is that Tornico? I don't know. I don't. I think people were saying it was Tornico, and I I looked around. I tried to find like a confirmation about that, but that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be awesome. If it was. Um, you have this. Uh, obviously, the one of the rounds is that guy with this other chick. That's kind of wearing not sort of like almost like a China dress, sort of not. Uh, the best character, but, you mean? <laughs> purple ponytail. Immediately uh, the best character in this. This is martial arts. Uh, she she's Kiss looking awesome. <laughs> that like uh, she's gonna be a very fun party member to to use um you also have these uh two other chicks one has a like a, a harp that she plays at like the beginning of it she's a blonde others like a like a little blonde girl with a almost like a little red riding hood sort of thing going on with her uh both are like mages um do you think I she's think, like th- a love interest for the main character the blonde haired girl Sense, I, right? I I think I think it makes sense uh, yeah. for that because they they seem to be very significant because both of them were the the like the first character shown in the opening, so I can see I th- I think that one of the cool things about that opening was showing off like all the varied uh, instances and in environments that you'll you'll be seeing in the game like there's at one point in the opening cinematic where they're like struggling to climb up a snowy mountain 
then they're like trying to, they're surrounded in a cavern, uh, ambushed by enemies. So they have to like all rally together, uh, watching each other's backs. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful opening. I'm, and just, and I think the, the version of that game for me is definitely the PS4 one because the PS4 showcase of the one, like they have, when they're riding around the horse uh, through like the waterfall uh, scenery, that looked great. Um, running over the creatures with the yeah, horse. You could run into really, them. You could yeah. Bounce them off and kill them. That was real good. Um, it's, it's, I, I have high hopes for this game for sure. Absolutely. Uh, just being another, the, the first proper mainline Dragon Quest 11 on a console. Like ever since what eight? Because nine was on DS, ten was MMO. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it was because all the only other game we've got is Dragon Quest Heroes as far as HD consoles. Because yeah. if you think about it, it's like yeah, uh, Dragon Quest Ten started on the Wii and then it went to the Wii U and PC and all that stuff and 3DS even. Um, so this will be the first actual like built from uh, beginning on the PlayStation Four, and it actually made me happy that they said it was like separate games because I would not want to be like. I didn't want to see them like you can't do that anyway. Like I have a game that's built for yeah. the PlayStation Four and the 3DS. I think that's what people were so surprised by when it was announced. Like when you look at the platform for this game, <laughs> like when you when you write that that, that uh, this game is coming out for the PS4 and 3DS, everyone's just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, are you sure you got that right? <laughs> Not beta and 3DS. Yeah, it's it's it was bizarre enough. But from everything that they've shown, obviously it's a lot of CG that they showed off. Um, but we did see like a screenshot and the in-game uh, cutscene that was shown. And yeah. the in-game cutscene, that's, that's clearly what the game's going to look like as well uh, when you're actually... And we saw, like, yeah, the running around and all that stuff. It's it's pretty damn good looking. And I'm um, interested uh, to see, switch... like, how the... Co- yeah. I'm interested to see how the combat system is because when, you're, when they showed off PS4 footage, you can easily, like, you know, have the menu up and uh, show the party screen. So I'm wondering if they're going for, like, an open-world turn-based kind of thing, like, if, like, you uh, reach like a 12? monster, if, like... <laughs> not, like, 12, like, where you're actively moving around, but, like, uh, I'm thinking more, like, say, 10, but more seamless than 10. Say you go up to a monster, then other monsters cr- start crowding around, then you go to a turn-based type so of like style. So it's, like, Starship 5. <laughs> <or something>. um, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it sounds like that, because you're t- that's kind of what you're talking about, and that's well, what I'm well, thinking it's going to be I, like. I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, like, you won't be able to freely move around like, like Star Ocean 5, but maybe, like, turn-based, uh, but with 3D environments uh, going on, still going on. There are seven but, party members, so... There oh, God. <laughs> uh, we'll, see, we'll have to find oh, out, shit. yeah. But, yeah, that, 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 to be to clarify, there's been no, like, like uh, actual like in-motion gameplay. There's, like, one gameplay screenshot yeah. of, like, the what the combat HUD would be. Or in in development, but there actually actually hasn't been a clarification of like how the combat system would work for. Well, I think the PS4. I think we know. Like I think the handheld version is a known quantity for combat. Yeah, it's system. going to be turn based. It seems like yeah. it'd be it'd be kind of obvious that that's going to be what it's like. Just classic first person combat. I don't think style. I don't think they'll do random encounters with that handheld no. one because because seven and eight on the 3DS seems to move move away from that. Well, even the nine, you know, nine was different yeah. that way. So oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have to see about that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited just because uh, and I I definitely need to go back and play the other Dragon Quest games. I've only beaten the first one, and I feel like that's a shame because I'm hearing such great things about three and five um because even better things than final fantasy was so we'll have to find i'll have to find that out and check it out for myself but in any case so, yeah in any case we'll be we'll be expecting at least a new dragon quest game in the west next year though absolutely that's we always have yeah because we're going to have also dragon quest heroes 2 was announced yep. for the west um april 25th in north america april 28th in europe and i'm happy about that because we were talking about how much better that game would be with co-op 
and that's what it has. Yeah, it seems to be like a, just the things I've read up on it, it seems to be like a huge overhaul of like what the first game was. It, uh, I'm excited for it. I've heard a lot of uh, praise for it. It seems to rectify, you know, rectify a lot of the problems, uh, like especially the repetitive mission design, like the like the base uh, defending type of stuff that the first one had. This one seems to be more uh, open ended uh, with a proper like uh, open fields and whatnot. Still got monster on that end. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it still has monster coins uh, from Dragon Quest to uh, Quest Heroes too. I, I actually know very little that I think about it. I know there's towns that you like buy weapons from instead of like a, a central hub, like that little airship that you got at the first game. I'm not too sure, uh, and I know there's like a, there's a multiplayer now in it, online multiplayer. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, but but uh, is it only PS4 for Dragon Quest Heroes too, or is there the Vita version as well? Uh, I don't think it's coming over for the Vita. Okay, so it's only the PS4 version. Yeah, I think they they couldn't do that. I think, yeah, if I remember correctly, I think that even the Dragon Quest handle was like, you know, they, they ran into problems with trying to bring that to the Vita as well because of the sheer amount of size of it. But, right. you know, this is what I, I mentioned before, and I think this might have been also like on the Game of the Year podcast um, about how the um, a lot of the people that I spoke to at PSX, PlayStation Experience, said that, they're running to a lot of memory limits with the Vita version, with the Vita period. And so you're going to see less and less people be uh, kind of interested in bringing their games to the Vita because they're hitting walls. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, the, with the know, games, s- yeah. system showing its age. Because it's like, not, yeah. yeah. It's not PS4, like... it's, just, it's, it's just, even with the Pro now, even more so now, like, you know, there's, it's tough. Yeah, it's not like the 3DS, because with the 3DS, it's like, you know, straight up making the game built for that thing. Uh, with the Vita, it's a lot of people just either, if they can port it to the Vita, that's easy for them, and they'll do it. If they can't, making a game from scratch for the Vita is pretty much out of the question. And Econ- so, Economical suicide at this point. Yeah, it's just not working out. And as much as I love my Vita to death, it's just something we have to accept that, you know, you're going to have to enjoy lesser quality games for the time being and uh, trying to expect these bigger titles to come out for the Vita. I mean, they'll still come around because Japan still loves the Vita a lot. <laughs> it's still very successful there that um, you should be expecting more of those types of games. But like Square Enix, I don't think they're as inclined to do something like that going forward. So mm-hmm. that's that's to be expected. But speaking of Square Enix, we've got some more extra. We got some other news that they came up with, um, and this is actually also from uh, Jump Festa. Nier Automata. Uh, well, it's not quite all from that, but Nier Automata had a new trailer that they put out. But also, they announced PS4 Pro enhancements uh, for that game. So, Josh, what what were some of those enhancements? I know one yeah. of those motion blur, and I don't think anyone <laughs> was sold on that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one of those weird things. Uh, the the Geki had a live stream with uh, Square Enix, uh, and they uh, talked more about the PS4 Pro patch uh, for Nier Automata. And of course, like like you said, the, one of the first things they showed was uh, that the PS4 Pro will have motion blur on the character models during motion, yes. obviously during motion. But uh, like, no, uh, and, yeah, I usually turn those off, uh, even like when I play BC games. I, that's the one of the first things I turn off. Um, hopefully that does well for them. I know it. It. I know it can make action look fluid if done well. But just the the it's, the screenshot they used for it uh, is not selling a lot of people on it. It's a so, lot of knows? motion blurs. What I can it is. Tell. Yeah, it is a lot, lot of motion blur. So who knows what the, actually that, that'll look like in action? Um, there's also just uh, little things that are sharper environmental details. You know, they showed off a screenshot of like uh, sunlight scattering through through trees and. 
uh, some of the dust filter uh, in the air and whatnot. And that's, you know, it's it's very minimal. I don't think it's like, going to matter that much during gameplay. But uh, if you want if you want it to look the best, I guess, it's okay. Uh, and then there's also other things that they uh, showed... Um, like uh, there's more detailed shadows and increased foliage in the PS4 Pro version. It looks kinda, so you know, good. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it looks uh, that looks pretty fantastic, and it's the, not much to say uh, on on that end uh, for because I don't think they actually showed the PS4 Pro in the stream, or if they did, like you know, it's stream quality, so it's very blurry, pixelated. Yeah. So, I mean, the, there's no direct uh, feed footage out there of that stuff. Um, I mean, but, even if you did, you'd have to have a 4K TV or monitor to to enjoy that stuff, regardless. Just like yeah. when they announced PS4 Pro. So I, I'm just hoping there's like a you can turn that motion blur uh, off, oh, like sure. the option settings. I, there's I hope always so. an option for that stuff, as far as I can tell. I mean, not Type Zero, but like when it comes to like PS4 Pro enhancements, I'm pretty sure it's like a, a change. You can you can toggle that, like with Hitman and all that. So I guess we'll find out. But yeah. December twenty second. I know that like the, the there are some pro games that like you're kind of locked to like World of Final Fantasy. People can't get rid of that weird blur thing that they have going oh, on. Oh, I didn't know about that. Okay. Yeah, there, there's like some, uh, especially like especially at the ending of that, people are complaining a lot. Like the blurriness of it was real bad. At there's that, a so lot have, of problems they, with that. Program. They have to they have to wait for like a, an upcoming patch like in January when like Sora is added as a DLC for that to actually even solve the problem. And like it, that's kind of that's kind of real bad on them for like waiting till like weeks, uh, to fix that up. That, yeah, that's, uh, that's that's something that, I mean, clearly there's there's a bigger problem there. So I wouldn't necessarily yeah. point out World of Final Fantasy just because they. It's they just made, an example. It was a rush thing. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, Nier Automata uh demo coming out December twenty second. You said you're going to be playing it yourself. I'm, I'm sure. going to be playing the shit out of it. Yeah, I uh, don't know the... if I want to, just because I'd rather wait for the main game. But yeah. I, I, when, when Platinum Games uh, usually releases demos of like their big, uh, big games, like I know I played that Metal Gear Rising demo uh, like a lot. I pretty much mastered that fight when the full game came out. I, I wonder if it'll have like the arena from uh, was it TGS? Yeah, TGS. Showed, like, the arena thing. Like I'm not sure. I knew they I they announced what the details of the demo was, but I'm forgetting what it was. It, I think it was just like them showing up at some sort of like um, uh, at a. I'm not sure exactly like, because I know there'll be uh, maybe I know there are going to be there's going to be a boss battle in that demo. Yeah. Because screenshots of it. I don't know if like it'll also have the arena mode thing that they showed at TGS or that 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 like a uh, score attack type of thing yeah just i think it was just something about coming up to a factory or something um i'm blanking on what the actual but they did announce some of the details about that but yeah that'll be a boss fight i'm sure it's just from this the different footage that they already shown from that game like them running around crossing bridges and facing those robot enemies that they had from the from the uh the tgs footage and whatnot so that's probably what we're going to be expecting from that yeah um, and yeah i'm they super excited absolutely uh, and they also showed off uh just going a little bit back on jump festa that uh aside from the ff15 collaboration with the engine blade that noctis uses um yes. there's also gonna be the cypress stick from dragon quest yeah uh, and, and that that's a really uh, cute weapon because when you do damage with it it shows up the damage numbers like the dragon quest style like kind of oh, like that so big I didn't see that. impact so thing yeah it's uh, and then they saw they show like a Dragon Quest treasure chest that uh 2B kicks open as well at the end of that. That's so freaking good. I, I, I so, like I love these collaboration things with Nier Automata. Like it's so weird that's like getting all this love like all of a sudden. It's such a weird thing to me still. The, the attention to d- detail. It's like Nier is such a 
I hold so dear to my art because I love mm-hmm. that game so much, and the fact that they're putting that much work into it—it's like a series that that and Drakengard. You think like that should have been left dead a long time ago, <laughs> just because as much as I love it, I know it was a mixed bag for a lot of people, and the fact that it's getting that much attention, uh, Platinum seems to be doing right for the for that game, and so oh, excited, Definitely. really excited, and yeah, on the pro, at least from the footage they've shown, that's not that's just stream quality. It looks so great, uh, very smooth, very bright, very colorful. So I'm I'm excited to check that out myself. But yeah, uh, that, actually, that you mentioned it, like uh, my Christmas Eve will probably just be uh, popping in that near uh, music concert Blu-ray that I got. Yeah, uh, from Amazon Japan, and I'm super excited to hear that. It's it, like there's so many pieces in it that just, oh. I love your music so much. Yeah, like I remember there was clips that they have on the Square Enix channel, uh, at least the Japanese channel for the for that Blu-ray, and I saw some of that stuff, and it was pretty awesome. So yeah, Nier Automata coming out March seventh, I believe. Yes, um, yes, 7th. and March tenth for Europe. So man, we've got just almost it's almost three months away. That's it's a long wait, but you know, a very packed there. quarter of games that will yeah, be, we'll be very busy either way up yeah, until release. January alone is looking pretty massed, massive. Um, and speaking of Square Enix, of course, we've also got, and you mentioned Final Fantasy 15. They also shared the first details of their DLC episode, Gladolius. Uh, you confront Gilgamesh in it, uh, and there'll be new areas behind what's in Final Fantasy 15's open world. Now, this is not the patch that's supposed to fix up the story content. That's not supposed to come until much later. We're talking about like maybe four to six months before they'll do the stuff that they were talking about with uh, Chapter 13. I'm sure a lot of people have already heard about that news, about how many people were disappointed and they were missing character motivations and all this stuff that they're going to be patching in later and also cleaning up the gameplay from that entire chapter too, Uh which is, um, not to uh, spoil it, but there's some stealth segments in there that they're also kind of working on. But uh, this is the first real DLC that's going to be for people who have the season pass are going to be able to get. So I assume this is just a lot of, you know, learning more about Gladolius's character outside of the anime. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, like, how you operate these other characters that aren't Noctis because not because Noctis has the ability to, like, warp around and teleport and all these characters can't. So yeah, I uh, I'm interested to see what uh, gameplay concessions they have to make to, uh, to make these things work in that sort of combat system exactly they, they did tease that there would be uh, other characters that could join your party through this dlc so we'll see what happens with that maybe a there's there's also uh ff15 update uh coming soon i don't i don't know the exact date i, I think it's uh december 22nd in japan yeah, it's this I, th- week. I think i think it's this week for i think for all uh versions uh of the game there's like a convenient new game plus yes uh, pay- um, picture frames for like the uh, pictures that um, Prompto takes, and the, I think my favorite one is like there's gonna be uh, it's like these costumes are gonna be aren't gonna be available to like the end of January I think, but there's like two like costumes for Noctis that are like so fucking goofy, like one of them like he wears like a sombrero hat with like a chocobo jacket blazer going on, oh, okay. uh, and it's a, it's like a, mar- a whole mariachi getup. Uh, oh, I remember them, like they had that jacket for sale at one point, wasn't it? Like the Japanese store had a ja- had that jacket for sale. I'm not jacket. sure, but man, it looks real good. I, I just hope they go like really all in on this, like just goofy ass costumes for that group. Should be good. That's, that's I'd be down for that. Pretty great. Yeah, more costumes, more car skins. I'm sure, like that kind of stuff. I'm sure will be added over time, um, just to keep adding content to the game. And that'll so yeah that'll be out uh, this upcoming week. Yeah, the new game plus is supposed to port over all your data, 
to the new game so not like just selected it's like everything levels money all that stuff will be carried over to the new game plus kind of wish it was there at launch but at least it's not that long after so yeah and it's a free update so can't can't complain about that um and you know other than that there's been a lot of like announcements about uh and teases and things like that um let me just make sure i got this organized right because i'd like to talk about this in order um mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I think this, this works well. So a big big thing that they announced recently, and this is kind of what we kind of mentioned also in the Game of the Year podcast, something that we were kind of expecting to be announced sometime, but not as soon as it were, uh, Valkyria Revolution, which was uh, originally Valkyria Azure Revolution, was announced for the West for 2017. Um, this is the game that's still not out in Japan, of course. It's not even like it's still going on with the beta. I think they're going to be putting out a new update soon for the beta in Japan. Um, but this is the game that's not Valkyria Chronicles 4. It's just its own thing. But, um, you know, Liam from uh, also did a video for our site for uh, on our YouTube channel for that game. Um, Josh, you've been playing some of that too, though? Yeah, I played a little bit of uh, its demo. Like uh, they had the, the battle version 2.0 demo or whatnot. I know there's going to be another demo that's going to be released for everyone. But um, it's, a, it's a real weird thing. It's not going to be the Valkyria Chronicles you know and love, like in terms of like system mechanics. Um, it's definitely an all new setting. It's like a like a kind of an alternate take on it. Like that they said, it's like like there's Chronicles is its own thing. This is now Revolution, which is like it's another thing, just using that Valkyria brand because it still has like concepts like Ragnite and whatnot, and of course the Valkyria in it. Yeah, um, it's more, more <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's more of a fantasy setting, more of like a military setting, um, and just it's you can really move around in it, but then you have like an action gauge that. Uh, that shows up like by your character portrait like at the left side and when you engage in actions you can like use that uh, action gauge to like attack normally and do combos like a like a three to four hit combo or you can pop up this menu and then you can cast like magic spells like whirlwinds and whatnot towards an enemy group oh wow yeah. okay yeah That's uh, totally wow. yeah it's 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 <laughs> and well, it, it seems like kind of you know real rough like because it's still a work in development yeah um, I do like some of like the enemy like mechanical designs. Like at the end of that uh, demo, you face like a gigantic robotic, like spider scorpion kind of thing, and you have to let it, it turns like more, yeah, it turns like more of like a monster hunter kind of deal because you have to like uh, hit off parts of it to like uh, make it falter, and then uh, once it's like stumbled down, you hit its core uh, during that, and there's like this whole gameplay loop. It's it's a real real weird thing, and yeah. I'm not sh- I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm trying to think of a way that, like, this game has to be, like, surprisingly good because because they're, they're basically kind of taking out everything that people liked about Valkyria and its gameplay and kind of, like, throwing that out in their place with something that's, like, a lot riskier. And I'm not sure if it's... I hope it's good. I really hope it's good. And yeah. I really hope it pans out. I'm just, I'm just kind of unsure of this. I'm, like, cautiously uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely want to see uh more of that final version and see how that uh shapes up um i mean if anything it'll just be depending on the success it'll just be a quicker turnaround for fakira chronicles 4 proper because <laughs> it's like okay guys we got to really clean up this mess and uh you know really launch a, a new game to keep the series alive but that and that really doesn't mean um like we announced we posted this about we posted about the announcement and people are like, oh, rest in peace, Valkyria Chronicles. Like, no, guys, they said that they would still be working on that series. This is just a, something different for them to work on because, you know, they would like to kind of branch out and, and try something fresh so that they can, you know, 
feel inspired when they do turn around and make a new entry for that series. But, you know, with the announcement of this, one can only hope that Valkyria Chronicles 3's announcement for the West is not, uh, you know, far behind. Would not be surprised, yeah, if we get, like, all the games on PC by the end of this year, uh, by the end of 2017. Uh, Even, you know, 3. You know, that would be freaking amazing because I spent 60 hours at least on the PSP, uh, excuse me, on, yeah, on, on Valkyria Chronicles 3, and I love that so much. I think I even like it more than the first game, so I hope more people get to experience that. Um, it'd be it'd be a very very surprising thing if they if that like those PC ports of two and three ever like come to fruition. I'd I'd, lo- I'd love it. I just don't know if it's like that's even feasible right now for them. Who knows? Sega did say they were focusing more on ports, uh, Steam ports, and PC ports of their. Uh, past library like the 3d classics might even make it its way to like the steam steam library oh. that kind of thing because uh, cool. even like i think it was the european community manager was saying like we hear you loud and clear we know how important these are to you and how much you'd like to see them um and we are looking at the most popular entries uh and and really focusing on getting that over people think it like think they like skies of arcadia and shenmue like oh they're not even listening to us we want them so much I, something tells me they're working very hard on doing something like that but it's the problem with like old games and source codes being lost and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure it's just a huge challenge, especially Shenmue. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot of like stuff in Shenmue. Like, I know like there's the fan made who did like the beginning area that the uh, area of Shenmue, and that took him a long time to do, and that was just a CG version of it. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with this. But um, yeah. the fact that they're pretty fragile. Absolutely, <laughs> go go figure. Um, yeah, speaking of which, Shenmue, they put out some Shenmue 3 screenshots. Uh, oh, did they? Yeah, in development. Like, I think it's, I think it just went up for pre-order on PC recently. Huh? Uh, Shenmue hmm. 3 did. So, and that's supposed to be out sometime next year, they're saying. I don't know. Really? Uh, I, don't I, I don't know. I think it's, I think they're, I'm sorry, what was, I mean, I'm going to look this up real quick because. Uh, like, to me, I feel like Shenmue 3 is like a, like a late 2018, early 2019 title in my head. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I, I definitely didn't want to say that. That's, yeah, it's 20. It's definitely something like 2018. Oh, okay. Uh, I think what they said was that they're going to put out some more like like actual in-game footage um, sometime early next year. Is what they're saying. Uh, let me see what it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it was. Um, yeah, the pre-orders began, and we'll get some footage in the new year. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be early. It's I just, just hope. I just I, I I secretly hope that like that first gameplay footage is like a, just a 20 minute long uh scene of just like uh, rio yeah rio walking around talking to npcs and that's i mean it. honestly that's what you played shinmu that was a lot of walking <laughs> and talking there was very little fighting uh, until the very end of that game so or at least at least in shinmu one shinmu two mm-hmm. is way more fighting yeah uh, there, there, there seems to be there was a a more prominent combat system that they built yeah exactly i mean <laughs> it's like hey there's fighting in this game remember yeah, like, yeah that's right. exactly they're like yeah you have to fight to get money uh that was an annoying thing you had to do a lot of grinding for fights but oh yeah um it does say shinmu 3 according to the kickstarter is supposed to be due at the end of the next year but you know not surprised if it'll turn into 2018 kind of like you know bloodstained or something like that we'll see what happens uh, other than that, there's a lot of other news um, that were announced, uh, and this is kind of uh, a little offhand. Um, so, Atlier Sophie and Natsuvajir are both coming to Steam. This is 
kind of huge uh, in that there yes. hasn't really been any Gus games on Steam that I know this of. They're coming out party. Uh, this following the report of uh, Atelier Virus uh, coming to Steam, and that was like yes. a big what if thing at the at first because people were like, "Wait, did they fuck up at the trailer or not?" Yeah, that whole, that whole thing. It's like, no, that's actually legit. And it, it wasn't in a, the press release, but it was exactly. In the trailer. Yeah, yeah and just to seal the deal. It's like, yep. Then here's uh, Atelier Sophie and Knights of Azure. It's uh, like, it's okay, freaking crazy. Just because this is, yeah, it's, it sets the precedent. Just like when Disgaea One was released on PC, it's like, oh man, now we get to have all these other games be released with all the enhancements and all the stuff that could be that brought with it. Um, I'm excited for that. I mean, the I don't really consider the Alio Sophie, uh, excuse me, the Alio games to be necessarily like, technically inefficient. Um, but with like Aisha, there was like slow frame rate in the town. Um, it's a lot more to do with how complicated the systems were. So I'm, I'm not really seeing it much for that, but just being able to play these games uh, like on my laptop or whatever, anywhere I go, that'd be freaking great. I'm, I'm excited to play the, more of those. Um, so we'll be seeing that sometime soon. Yeah, and if they, if they do well, you know, of course this uh, leaves the, the door wide open for like, they might consider a past Atelier games. Uh, I want and Marie past and Ellie and the games yeah, that are localized, but that's not going to happen. But, but, you know, but just like seeing, like I would uh, love to see like the, the, the Vita versions of those games on PC because they're like the more, like yeah, the plus versions because they're like the most fully realized versions of all the DLC and whatnot. Yeah. And like being able to like run it on PC you know, without the technical limitations of Vita would be pretty awesome. I, I would like it a lot. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that now you can play through all those games on the Vita, as it, as it were, like the the at least the modern ones, like anywhere from like Rona Plus, which is a great game, um, up until you know Ferris, uh, Ferris, then that'll be awesome. Be able to have all that on on PC as well. And once again, you know, all the the community of gamers being able to work together to like really bring a lot of content to that game as well. It'll be exciting to see. Um, aside from costume changes, we'll see. So, uh, yeah, and then other than that, Gust also, um, during uh, Koei Tecmo's Jump Festa uh, press event that they had, they also posted a trailer for the 20th anniversary project, which reminded me that for the past 20 years, Gus has put out a game at least once a year, <laughs> like a new Alio game. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, that's that's it's been oh about 20 there's been about 20 Alio games total. And, and that's shit. what they showed in the trailer, yeah. There's never been a year that's gone by without a new uh, Gus game at least. Talia is the Call of Duty Japan. Exactly. That's what you kind of saw <laughs> in the trailer. It's like cuz if you think about it, yeah, there's been like if you think of like all the different games, it's been going since the PlayStation 1 era. So, um I don't know what this is supposed to mean. It's definitely not meaning more characters in Musu stars, <laughs> so, besides Sophie. Uh, but that's what they're they're teasing a big project, and so um, is um, uh, is Sophie and Pyrus like the like supposed to be like a trilogy, like just yeah. more project? Uh, okay, so this is the new, that. yeah, that's that's the new trilogy. Like, what are they going to announce? Like a because. Ferris isn't even out yet in Japan. No, no. It's not out for like another. Couple no, of uh, Ferris is out in Japan. It's oh. not out. In, uh, you're right. Yet. You're right. Sorry, it just came out recently uh, in November. No, actually, it was like, it, uh, wasn't it late October? And then it's, we were making fun of how, it, oh, maybe it was September. <laughs> I, I, they like delayed like two to three times, I feel like. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the problem. And Knights of Azure 2 is also delayed. That's that's how I remember like, that stuff. Yeah, that, that was supposed to come out like this upcoming week in Japan. I think that got delayed to like 
sometime in January, I want to yeah, say. I think so too. Every yeah. every in February, not sure. Yeah, Ferris. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ferris was put out, and we were making fun of that Final Fantasy got out of the way because so <laughs> it's too big, it's too uh, they're too intimidated by that. Um, yeah, that's another big project. And also speaking of Koei Tecmo, they announced D- Dynasty Warriors Nine is going to be an open world game. And I oh thought my that was god, amazing. that is so weird. Uh, like I, I try to think of like how the hell it's going to work. It's like well, we'll see. I'm I'm super stoked. Uh, it was Dynasty Warriors Online, but that was hardly you know. Uh, open world it was just like you know the recent dynasty warriors games where you can run around town and then take on quests to go out and fight and the instance battle arenas and all that stuff but an open world dynasty warriors game that mean like wherever you go there's gonna be like tens of thousands of soldiers you're gonna have to beat up so (laughs) that'd be really funny um i'm sure they're taking a lot of those from toki den 2 on that oh absolutely yeah toki den 2 by the way speaking of which uh coming out this spring they we were talking about before that they did really they did announce it for the west before but they didn't really lock it down like a specific time frame um and this is still not the case but there it is coming out sometime in spring and i am very excited for that because i'm a huge fan of tokyo kiwami um and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more of that, especially with an open world context. And so that, that's yeah, there seems to be a lot of uh, the, from the friends I know who played it, they, they seem to really like it. So okay. I'm look, I actually might get uh, my jump on board for that. Excited to check out some of that. And speaking of other games being announced, uh, Akatsuki no Kiseki coming to the Vita. Uh, that's that. <laughs> that's my browser. old friend. <laughs> yeah, the, is, it, is it a browser? Or is it a um, it's a it's game. a browser it's a it's a browser game yeah. that runs on Unity. That's a, that's by the way that's uh, the Kaseki series. That's Falcom. So yeah, the Trail series. This is original game that has the characters from those other games coming into this one. That's a browser game. You seem to enjoy it for the yeah short yeah time you a, played it. <laughs> I, I played it. it. I played it for a few months. I enjoyed it for what it, uh, what it had like uh, until like you know like uh, the the free to play model kind of sort of uh, the power crept up the power oh, creeping kind of uh, yeah it seems you know super grindy now and whatnot but you know I mean it, it's it's an ambitious thing in what they try to do there. Um, you were so that, excited every time you got like yeah, a, a rare character, I, like a I was. star card. You got you blew your head off. I did, yeah, because I, I fucking love the trail series. But the, the, to be uh, to clarify that uh, the the game is not produced by Falcom themselves. It's yeah. uh, by user Joy Japan. Um, Falcom only really supplies like the the music for it, and I'm sure some of the writing staff definitely seems like they've had their hands on it as well. Um, it, it there is some. It, it is kind of canon. Uh, in the trail series because there are that uh, things that happen in that th- there are things that happen and it's like that that totally um match up with what goes on behind the scenes in some of the uh, the games in there so there's actually a, a decent amount of uh content story content in there as for if it's ever going to get localized i highly highly doubt it i mean it'd be great but i highly doubt it yeah. but uh I, i'm i think I'm interested to see how this operates on Vita because, uh, how, like, I would love to see. Oh, oh, sorry. I just, uh, I'm sorry. I just looked at Gamatsu real quick. Apuna is coming to Musu Stars. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I was like up super late that night. Like, uh, I think on Saturday, like I was like two to two, two thirty in the morning. Like, I was like Koei Tecmo's block, and then they're like showing this very little clip. It's like, wait, is that fucking Apuna? It's like, yep, sure enough, that's fucking Apuna. Just fucking. Apuna is actually heads. a really good game. Like, it, it, yeah, it was like it one of those games that kind of randomly came out on GameStop one day. Like, it just kind of showed up in, in the shelves, um, but. It's it's actually a really good turn based RPG, so I I recommend checking that game it's out like, sometime. It's but that's... only for the Wii. It never get port. It got, never got ported anywhere, right? It's only just for the Wii. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just for oh. that. Uh, Fuck, that's that's crazy. <laughs> so, and and yeah, and they announced some Atomic characters for that as well. Sorry, I, I just I just kind of blown away that I saw Puna there. I was like, wait, what's he doing there? Yeah, what? 
Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, also that uh, Marie Rose from Dead or Alive is going to Moosey Stars because they showed off uh, some yes. products for the for the game, and then there's a silhouette, and it's like, well, that's undoubtedly Marie Rose. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so that's that's she's also coming. So um, man, that game is just like Smash Brothers. Just all these random the characters you wouldn't expect to see all coming into one game. But yeah, it's it's, it's weird because it has uh, it also has um, that what was that game series on like where you set up traps all around and people walk in and you have to like chain Deception. them into. Deception, yeah, yeah. got Deception character in there too. Deception Nightmare is that, is it the girl from there or is it just? I, no, I'm sorry, it's like it's the character from like Deception Three, I think. Is the I girl forgot. From there, or Deception. Two. Yeah, it's the short-haired girl funny. from there. It's, it's, just, it's just cool that like there's all there's like there's a lot of like uh, niche like underrepresented like IPs that are coming into most stars like that. Just yeah, not just that. It's fun. just like you know series that are. I mean, obviously, it's big in Japan, and that makes sense because we're in the West and we can say something like that. But, you know, they've got, like, all these Atomi games, these really long-running Atomi series in Japan. Uh, characters from that, like Darius and stuff like that, being put into uh, Misu Stars. So I hope that game gets localized just because it's, it's a good way to kind of, you know, enjoy all these characters that you've never really heard before or at least just seen pictures of and just seeing them. Because for what it's worth, Koei Tecmo does tend to put a lot of good... Um, fan for service in those games like nostalgic kind of stuff uh, and it makes you like understand these characters more by the way they act and and attack and all this stuff and, and the way they their dialogue between characters it's it should be fun it's like project cross zone in a sense it's, yeah. it's kind of fun because we were talking about that before too so. it's crazy to think because they're because gus is having this 20th anniversary project and there's also the you just reminded like there's it's been 20 years of muso now as yeah. well yeah <laughs> Let's go back to the Dynasty Wars one, which is just a straight up fighting game. Hockey fighting game, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the little janky thing ever. They kind great. of reintroduced that, like I think in four, when they had like the the uh, the duels uh, that you could do as well. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I, some people were thinking. I think even you mentioned it's like Dynasty Wars now would just be a straight up fighting game again. Oh but, man, that would have been so good. <laughs> it's not happening anytime soon. No, uh, it's not. Yeah, they're not going to do like try to compete with Street Fighter or something like that. Um, <laughs> as funny as that would be uh but yeah other than that that's like pretty much all the news um that we have um briefly mentioned yeah playstation experience was a hell of a time i had a great time meeting all these different independent developers i didn't get to talk about this before so that's why i'm briefly yeah. mentioning it now um just a lot of fun i highly recommend anyone interested in video games to, to go and check that place out it's it's so great because it's such a very you know there's a lot of intense love for games there uh, e3 it just feels like even if there's all these games it also is this huge business aspect of it that you just don't really understand and it's not as overwhelming as like pax is with the amount of people there although it's certainly getting you know more proud as it goes you don't even have to be really a big playstation fan all just because there's a lot of really good uh panels there but also all these games are a lot of them are like also multi-platform they just might be showing up first at playstation or something but there's just all this love and this kindness and it's so much fun uh, yeah it just seems like a really awesome community so like, many games, driven focused event. so many smaller so <laughs> many games that are like independent developers yeah and so many stuff i want to check out in the new year but um Finally, to just wrap up on the news, though, just a reminder, Lost Odyssey is free on Xbox 360 and Xbox One through the Microsoft Store until December 31st. So get on that. Even if you might not get an, uh, an Xbox One until later, it's just you can even just you know have that on your account so you can get that. They also uh, have Blue Dragon has also been added to the store. It's 20 bucks. Nice. So, yeah, it's that's a great I, I love it's good. Blue, That's I a love, really good price. Exactly. Right. I love Blue Dragon, my first HD game, uh, Blue Mary Way, when I first got to see that. So check that out. So let's wrap up 
with the end of our podcast but you know where you can find us we are at rpgsite.net you can also find us on twitter at rpgsite youtube.com slash rpgsite.net we are continuously adding videos to that me and andrea are going to get back to xenosaga pretty soon she graduated <laughs> Congratulations, Andrea. Yeah, congratulations. We got her master's. Wow. Yeah, she got her master's, and she very, apparently very was top of her class. Oh, my God. Super, super duper smart. I think she, like, she, she, I think what happened was that her last test was, like, she only had about two weeks to study because they didn't send her her materials until super late, and oh she God. still got the best grade in the class. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. As much fun as they made fun of her for not keeping up with, uh, like, that you should have known, like, you didn't get anything. You should have <laughs> known you weren't getting any stuff. It's the stupidest thing. Um, but yeah, congrats that's cool. To her. But yeah, we'll congrats to her. Coach. Yeah, just man, we're just uh, everyone's fucking graduating here. Like Adam got his PhD earlier this year, and Andrew their masters. Like, I don't want to go the, back to school. I'm not, I'm not going to go back. The to smartest, school. the smartest community all around. Absolutely, that's that's what we are. Um, but yeah, we've got the Dragon Quest Eleven videos up on on our YouTube channel. So if you want to check out like those, the opening, uh, excuse me, the yeah, the, the opening cinematic and the footage that we talked about, that's up on there. Also, you can find us on facebook.com slash rpgsetnet. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for TetraCast. My name, I think, is also on there. Zachary, you have to might search for that. And we also like to mention our Discord. Uh, the permanent link for that is discord.me, M-E, at, or, uh, slash, excuse me. Let me say that again. Discord.me slash rpgsite. You can find us. And finally, um, we're doing this recently where we like to mention our Twitter handles. Josh, where, they can, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at HDKirin, H-D-K-I-R-I-N. Yes, and of course, you can find me at Zach Reese, Z-A-C-K-R-E-E-S-E. So that's it for this edition of the TetraCast. Is there anything else you want to say before we go, Josh? Yeah, everyone, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Just absolutely just enjoy it. Yes. You're going to love it. Share anything you guys get from Christmas or Hanukkah or anything like that on, on our Twitter. We love to see that stuff. We'll be sure to retweet it when we see it. Uh, take pictures of the fucking food that you had yeah the food we all we have this running food blog all the time on our twitter so if you guys <laughs> want to post your stuff we'll be sure to share that your dinners christmas dinners uh we'll find out what happens but um yeah just have a lot of fun guys uh and catch us next time on the next edition of the tetracast bye everyone peace out